Hello, everyone. Uh, I wanted to talk about a very important topic, especially um, this is the week uh, of Halloween. And the title of this vi video is uh, Halloween Trick or Treat Stop Being Worldly Christians. As a Christian, we're called upon to be separate from the world. And I just want to go over uh, the origins of, of Easter with the Bible. I mean, I'm sorry, Halloween. I'm always thinking of our resurrected Savior. And uh, I, I just did a research on all the uh, different holidays, but this video is about Halloween. But uh, I want to talk about Halloween in specific and uh, whether Christians uh, should celebrate it and like I said, uh, I want to talk about. I will talk about uh, the origins of Halloween and uh, whether the world says if you would go do uh, a Google search or Yahoo search or use what your preferred browser and search Halloween, you would find you would think it was a Christian uh, celebration and that it was perfectly fine to do that. But I don't see it that way. I don't think the Bible sees it that way. And uh, let me let me uh, let's go over this. Halloween, trick or treat. Christians, let's stop being worldly. Let's be Christians. Let's separate ourselves from the world as God commands us to. First Timothy, four one. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times. Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. See, that's what I feel is going on right now. If you're a Christian or for any Christian who is celebrating Easter, they are allowing themselves to be used by Satan. It's clear from 1 Timothy 4.1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, meaning the end of days, you know, uh, most Christians believe that uh, we are living in the last days, some shall depart from the faith. That's talking about Christians who are saved, who just kind of give up the fight. And they're like, oh, Jesus hasn't come back yet. Let me just live like the world. So they've given up the faith, and they've given heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So be careful if you're in a church that uh, suggests that it's, uh, it's fine for Christians to celebrate Halloween. That's fine. Well, the Bible says that's doctrine of devils. Because you will find nowhere in the Bible that supports any celebration of Halloween. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Second John chapter 1 verses 9 through 11. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come unto you, if there come unto you, if anyone comes unto you, so it says that if there come un, if there come any, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed, for he that biddeth him God's speed is partaker of his evil deeds. So what is that saying? It's saying that a Christian should not obey false doctrine. 
you shouldn't be a party to it. You shouldn't be in a church that's a party to Halloween. That has a harvest festival, which is the same thing. The children isn't going to think harvest festival. They're going to think Halloween. No matter what you call it, you're just dressing up Halloween. So, as a, as a Christian, you need to know doctrine. What is doctrine? Doctrine is a teaching. So, Bible doctrine is uh, the teachings of the Bible. You could say, like, uh, teaching on uh, the Holy Ghost. That's a doctrine. Teaching on baptism. That's a doctrine. Teaching on false doctrines is a doctrine. So how did how how has modern Christianity got themselves in this in this mess? Well, modern Christians say that Halloween is Christian because it has been celebrated by Christians for centuries. That's what you'll find if you do the research online. They get this from the fact Catholics have been celebrating it. All Saints Day, which is uh, where Christians go to saying, well, All Saints Day is Halloween, and the, the Christian churches have been celebrating that, you know, for centuries. No, not the Christian church, the Catholic church. There's a difference. So the truth is, Catholics are not Christians. And, and I'm going to briefly go into that. And uh, a recent report by Pew Research, uh, by the Pew Research Center, has uncovered a striking fact. 9% of Americans say that they are Catholics. But that Catholicism is not their religion. Two out of ten respondents told the Pew pollsters that they are Catholics in the same sense that they claim the faith of Catholic Catholicism as their current religion. Another one out of the ten were raised in the Catholic faith and have now, but now they're not following the Catholic faith anymore. But on the poll, they're still calling themselves Catholic. So it's almost like, you know, once Catholic, always Catholic. A lot of families feel that way. They'll disown you if, if you say you're not a Catholic anymore. Just like uh, other faiths, like in the Jewish faith, if you uh, convert from Judaism to Christianity, uh, uh, people that are practicing the Jewish faith, they will, they won't have anything to do with you. I know that for a fact. Another one out of the ten were, were, were they were raised uh, Catholics, and they've fallen away. So they're just saying that they're raised in the church, but they have no faith right now. One out of the ten. And the third group, the 9% that the Pew calls cultural Catholics, are they're more of a puzzle. They do not claim Catholicism as a religion since they are uh, Protestants or atheists or agnostics or they have no religious affiliation whatsoever. But on the whole, those 9% call themselves Catholics. That's why the, it's confusing. Yet, they also regard themselves as indelibly, as indelibly Catholics. They're Catholics by culture. They're Catholic by, by their ancestry. Their whole family were raised Catholics. So by default, they're Catholics by their uh, family traditions and their uh, ethnic background. If Catholicism is a religion, then why do so many Americans call themselves Catholics? And yet, many do not have a Catholic religious identity. So what this poll is saying is, is that they polled, you know, thousands of people and uh, they got this consensus that most people who call themselves Catholic 
aren't practicing Catholics, I think, is the bottom line to look at it. You know, they don't go to the Catholic Church. They're saying they're Catholics because they were raised Catholic. You know, it's part of their cultural history. You know, and if you watch uh, television or movies, in most cases, if they're going to show uh, a religious figure, uh, uh, you know, they're going to show a Catholic priest. They're going to show the Catholic Church and act like, and they will act like the Catholic Church is the only uh, religion because that is pretty much all you see in TVs and movies is Catholicism. You will see uh, others. I mean, it's not a 100% role, but the majority of the time, if you see uh, uh, some sort of, uh, of faith on film, some sort of religious figure, it will be part of the Catholic Church. And if not, it will be uh, another denomination, but typically they'll bash that other denomination, make it a, a drunken Baptist pastor or a cheating Methodist pastor. They will, they, they pretty much only give uh, Catholic uh, in, the, in the media a positive light. If they give it a positive light. But, you know, all depictions of, of, of Catholics in, in the media, in movies and television, is not, is not positive. But uh, if there is a positive representation of uh, religion on screen, it will be uh, a Catholic, unless it's faith-based films. And so, uh, Augustine... Augustine uh, he remarked, and Augustine is uh, is one of the the, the key historians and uh, key figures in Catholic literature. Augustine remarked that uh, the Roman Church is called Catholic not only by her own members but even by all her enemies. For when heretics or adherents of uh, or adherents who are causing schisms, basically that's an antiquated word that isn't used as much, but basically they're saying that the people who are causing uh, trouble for the Catholic Church, uh, when these people causing trouble talk about uh, the Roman Church, and when they talk about it with uh, people, with strangers, they call the Roman Church, nothing else but Catholic. So, you know, Augustine is saying that we refer to our church as Catholic, the Catholic Church. And the world refers to our church as the Catholic Church. And, he, and, and what he further goes on to say is that the reason somebody that has a dispute with the Catholic Church calls it Catholic, the Catholic Church, uh, calls, calls out the Catholic Church in this discussion is because their only way to recognize who this person is talking about is to say Catholic. For they would not be able to understand, that the stranger would not be able to understand unless you distinguish the Catholic Church by this name, Catholic which the whole world employs in regard to her. Thus, the fact that the Roman Catholic Church is generally or universally Catholic is called the, so we call it the Universal Catholic Church. That's what I guess is, uh, Augustine is saying. So he's making a, a pretty profound statement that Catholics refer to themselves as Catholic. And I've never met a Catholic who didn't refer themselves to themselves as a Catholic. So they don't refer to themselves as Christians. The only time that comes up is in uh, general, because they want Catholics want to be considered Catholic and Christians. <laughs> but if you if you call them uh, a Christian. They'll say, well, I'm a Catholic. You know, I have that happen all the time. 
you know, I'll, I'll say, so, so you're a Christian? And they'll say, well, I'm a Catholic. So they distinguish themselves as Catholic, not Christian. But it's complicated, but they want to fall under the umbrella as uh, of Christian because they don't want to fall into the, the category of cults. Catholics have never been Christians. Catholics are the Roman Catholic Church, the, the same church that persecuted and murdered Christians. And that's a fact. The Catholic, the Rome was murdering and killing uh, Christians, and then Rome, Rome was like, you know, what are we going to do? The Christian church is just continuing to grow and grow, grow and grow, no matter how many, how many of them we feed to the lions. So, uh, so Constantine was like, you know what? We're just going to make the the Roman Church. We're going to make our Roman Church, which became uh, the Roman Catholic Church. Which uh, Roman Catholic Church says that their origin is from from Peter, the Apostolic uh, uh, Dynasty, from Peter. The, they claim as the first pope. But, you know, in reality, Peter was never associated with anything but uh, Christianity. He was never associated with any of the teachings or doctrines of the, of the Catholic Church. You can't find it anywhere. But, um, so Satan's big lie is to call his Roman Catholic Church Christian. Nothing in the Catholic Church is remotely Christian. The origin of the Catholic celebration of Halloween. Long ago in Ireland and Britain, Catholics would all come together on All Hallows Eve to ask for God's blessing and protection from the evil in the world. The source of the modern celebrations stem from the donning of saintly and evil spirit costumes to act out the battle between good and evil. And this information I, I, I got right off of uh, Catholics online. You can find it easily. According to the dictionary, according to the dictionary, oh, according to dictionary.com, the word Halloween is a direct uh, derivation of All Saints Day. So All Saints Day and Halloween are the same mean the same thing, according to dictionary.com and according to, to practice, according to history. With All Hallows in Old English meaning the Feast of the Saints. All Saints Day is a day Catholics on All Saints Day Catholic they offer prayers to those in purgatory. Well, you will not find purgatory in the Bible. And you'll also not find anywhere in the Bible where you're to pray to the dead. And this is uh, Reverend Donahue, a Catholic, this is a Catholic priest. He says, All Saints Day and All Souls Day, they're related. But they are two separate celebrations. That is Reverend Donahue. Uh, you can look him up. Uh, D-O-N-O-H-O-E. Reverend Donahue. So he said All Saints Day and All Souls Day, they're related, but they are two separate celebrations. On All Saints Day, there's a call to live as saints, to remind us how we're supposed to live. On All Souls Day, we're talking about all souls and asking God's mercy for them. We're talking about those people who have died before us in their process of getting to heaven. So, so you're saying we're praying for the dead because these dead souls are in purgatory. So we're talking about those people who have died before us in their process, their process of getting to heaven through Christ. 
It has its roots all the way back to the 4th century. It's on this day that the Book of the Dead is open to allow parishioners to write the names of relatives to be remembered. You won't find any of that in the Bible. Hebrews 9.27 And as it is appointed unto man and Hebrews 9.27 And as it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment. So men were appointed once to die and then after this the judgment. So after we die we are judged. In the Bible, what does the beyond Hebrews 9.27 and as it is appointed unto man once to die but after this the judgment. What else does the Bible say? What else? What happens when someone dies? Well, the body. When someone dies, the body goes, goes to the grave. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, 7. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. That's the body. Let's talk about the body. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7. Then shall the dust return to the earth. That dust he's talking about returning to the earth is our bodies. God formed man out of the dust of the ground. Genesis 2, chapter 2, verse 7. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. And the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So when somebody dies, first their body, which is dust, it it gets returned to the ground. But the spirit, if a person is a Christian, the spirit goes back up to God who gave it to them. Uh, Ecclesiastes uh, 3.19 For that which befalleth for that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beast. Even one thing befalleth them. As the one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath. So that a man hath no preeminence above a beast, for all is vanity. Ecclesiastes 3.20 and 321. All go unto one place. All are of the dust. And all turn to dust again. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward? So Ecclesiastes 3, 19 through 21 clearly says that um, all humans and animals, our bodies, humans and animals, all the bodies of humans and animals, they are dust. They are made from the dust. You can find that in Genesis. And those bodies return to the ground as dust. But the, the spirit of man goeth upward. But the spirit of the beast go downward to the earth. And uh, I believe uh, when it's talking about the spirit of man going upward, it is talking about uh, saved people. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where an unsaved person's spirit uh, goes to heaven. It, even the Catholics don't teach that. <laughs> Catholics teach that uh, uh, when when someone dies, uh, their 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 soul and spirit uh, goes to purgatory. And more on uh, about an unsaved person's spirit. I believe uh, the unsaved spirit is like the beast spirit. 
in the in the Bible, says the beast spirit uh, stays with his body. It's the beast body and spirit goes in the ground. Their body and spirit, a lost persons, stay in the ground. Because I, I mean, I can't find anywhere any Bible verse that directly says what happens to a lost person's spirit when they die. I can't find anyone who has written about where a lost person's spirit goes. The soul and spirit are required in a person's body to give them life. The Bible, the Bible clearly says that the body, uh, the soul, God breathed into Adam and he became a living soul. That is the, the, the spirit and soul going into man. And the Bible says when uh, a soul uh, when a soul dies, a, 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 you know, a, a person is dead. The, that's why you always hear uh, departing souls. And uh, the Bible talks about how um, the body can't live without the spirit. So, for a, a person's body to, to be alive, you need the, the soul and the spirit in that body. When a, when a, when a, a saved person dies, his, uh, his, his soul and spirit leaves his body. And the soul and spirit goes back to God, who, who gave it to him. So I was clear that the God... Uh, gave man, he made man's body out of the dust of the ground, and then God breathed into man, and he became a living soul. So God breathed, that is the spirit coming into man, and, and he breathed, and man became a living soul. So God gave man both soul and spirit, which is, which and he put it into a man's body, and so when a man dies, both the soul and spirit goes back to God. But the uh, the, uh, the unsaved uh, person, what happens to their soul when they die? Well, an unsaved person when they die their soul goes to hell and, and a lot of people want to look at Luke uh, chapter 16 uh, Luke chapter 16 talks about a soul that, that when when a person dies who isn't saved they go to hell let's let's read uh, Luke uh, chapter 16 starting in verse 19 there was a rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table moreover the dogs came and licked his sores and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he, he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. 
But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf. There's a great gulf fixed, so that they which pa would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us, that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he saying, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not, Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead. That's powerful. That happened. And when he's talking about Moses and the prophets, he was talking about this, the Holy Scriptures. And it, it, was, it was foretelling of Christ. Even if Lazarus said, hey, you know, if someone was raised from the dead and was, 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 uh, went to them, they would believe. Abraham said, no, if somebody was raised from the dead talked to them, they wouldn't believe. They have Moses and the prophets. Jesus uh, was resurrected from the dead, and, and uh, he, he was seen of above uh, of 500 people at one time. After Jesus' resurrection, he was on the earth uh, with with his uh, apostles, with his disciples, for around around a month or so. And the Bible even says that when Jesus, on the day of uh, Christ's crucifixion, when Jesus died, the Bible said there was a great earthquake, and uh, the graves were opened, and people were did rise from the dead. Did that make people uh, believe in Jesus? No, it did not. How do you believe in Jesus? You believe in Jesus through God's holy word. So, but all, all, all this is saying, all this refutes what Catholic, the Catholics teach. You can't pray to the dead. They're dead. Okay? Uh, prayers on behalf of the dead, they have no meaning. For nothing can be changed uh, by them. Meaning that someone's prayer for a dead person, well, you can't change a person's state. Okay? You can't, the only time you can help somebody is while they're still alive. Uh, after people are dead, you, you cannot communicate with them. God's word shows that uh, the dead no longer have any physical or mental activity. Ecclesiastes 9.5 For the living know that they shall die. But the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. That's Ecclesiastes 9.5 for the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything, neither have they any more a reward. For the, for the memory of them is forgotten. Ecclesiastes 9.10 Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work nor device nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whilst thou goest. The Catholic celebration of Halloween is not Christian. No Christian should ever celebrate Halloween. It is not harmless. It is not harmless to celebrate Halloween. Not at all. 
And, and I want to go into the uh, the secular history of Halloween. We, we, I already went over uh, how Halloween from the perspective of the Catholic Church, and which is All Saints Day. So, history of Halloween. It is uh, the, the, the Celtic New Year, October 31st. October 31st is the Celtic New Year. It is the most important day on the Satanic calendar because it is the devil's birthday. On the Satanic calendar, Satan's, uh, you know, Christians have a Christian calendar. <laughs> and... Um, Jews have, definitely have a calendar of feast and trumpets and harvest and, and all of that. And so uh, Satan likes to mimic the church. And so the, uh, Satan has his, his own calendar. And October 31st is Satan's birthday on the Satanic calendar. It marks the Celtic New Year. It was the end of the growing season. It became a festival of death. On this day, the god of the Celtics was to have, he was to have called up the spirits of the wicked dead who had died during the past years. So on October 31st, Satan, the Celtic god, uh, he, he is supposed to call up the evil dead. So Halloween the practice of Halloween is the practice of Satan calling up the spirits of devils. That's what it is. At the same time, other evil spirits arose and went about the countryside, harassing the people. On October 31st, the Celtics expected to be harassed by ghosts, evil spirits, and demons. And it was no fun and games to them. They would uh, light bonfires to guide the spirits to their own town and to ward off evil spirits. Druids. The Celtics had priests, and they called these priests Druids. On October 31st, the Druids went from house to house demanding certain foods. And all those who refused were cursed. This is where you get that term, trick or treat. Because the Druids, they went from house to house demanding certain foods. And all who refused were cursed. The people were tormented by means of magic. As they went, the Druids carried large turnips, which they had hollowed out. And on them, they had carved demon faces as charms. Each one, each one was believed to contain the demon spirit that personally led or or guided that priest, his little god. So these, these druids on, drew on turnips the faces of, of their, their priest, which was a demon, a devil. Divination. Divination, those who practiced fortune telling and divination found that this was a night that they had the most success. They called upon Satan to bless their efforts. One form of divination was to put apples in a tub and bob for them. The one who, who was first successful, so if you have this, this, um, this container, this barrel full of water and apples, and people all around it putting their head in there, bobbing for apples. The first person who successfully came up with an apple, uh, without putting the teeth into the apple, so grab the apple by the stem, would have good luck throughout the year. They would then peel the apples and throw the, peel, the peeling over their shoulders and then quickly look around. They expected to see a vision or an apparition of the one they would marry. Sacrifices. 
these things happen happened several centuries before Christ. Sacrifices were made to the gods, especially the god of death. Samarham, pronounced Sawin. Sacrifices all the way. So they, they had sacrifices from vegetables at the low end of sacrifice. So some sacrifices would be um, vegetables or animals. To the ultimate sacrifice, they had human sacrifice. This went on and on and on. And in some parts of the world, it, it never stopped. Well, I don't think one, you know, once these sort of uh, satanic uh, covens or whatever you want to call it, the, the, the practice in uh, Satanists they don't they don't ever they don't ever stop. Those family lines they only stop uh, when that family line is deceased. During the eighth century, during the eighth century. In the 8th century, the Pope, in an effort to get the people to quit the festival of uh, Samhain, invented All Saints Day. And it was celebrated on November 1st. This was an attempt to get the people to turn away from the horrible observance of Samhain, All Saints Day, was uh, intended to honor the martyrs of the Roman persecutions. It did not work. It never works. To Christianize a pagan holiday, the holy and the profane do not mix. Well, well that's what um, the secular world calls it, because they're calling uh, Catholics Christians and suggesting that uh, All Saints Day, which I already went over on the uh, at the beginning, the Catholic practice of All Saints Day isn't Christian, and this merging of the the Celtic the, the Celtic uh, Satanism and the Catholic Satanism, well, it was always one and the same. Okay, <laughs> historians just didn't, never never realized that because the, uh, the the Catholic Church um, would not want to go. They wouldn't want to suggest that um, they do uh, human sacrifice which um, depending on who you believe um, there is a lot of people believe that there is human sacrifice in the Catholic Church and always has been but um, you know 99.9% .9 of, of, of Catholics would never know it but that's a deep a much deeper discussion uh, the Middle Ages. The, in the Middle Ages, there was a, a great revival of satanic practices and witchcraft and magic like there is today. During this time, the belief developed that witches traveled on broomsticks to the, to the Black Sabbath to worship Satan on October 31st. So witches traveled on broomsticks to the Black Sabbaths to worship Satan on October 31st. They were guided by spirits in the form of black cats. The Druids worshiped cats, believing them to ring. So, so the Druids worshiped cats because they believed uh, that cats were uh, reincarnated people. And so all this stuff that you see, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and all this stuff, this stuff is, 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 it really is satanic and evil. It's not harmless. Everything about Halloween is satanic. The jack-o'-lanterns, the cats, everything, the witches, everything. Uh, now let's look at modern Halloween. Modern Halloween it isn't the it isn't a wholesome event. It isn't harmless. It is a, a theme of darkness, death, fear, threats, destruction, and evil. There are witches 
broomsticks, bats, owls, ghosts, skeletons, death, and monsters. For adults, it is nothing short of sex parties, where women they wear seafoam, women wear see-through lingerie. They dress up as a sexy nurse, a sexy this, that, or the other. The outfits are see-through lingerie. And men wear next to nothing as well. It is just an excuse for a sex party. If you look up Halloween, ha Halloween is considered the number one holiday in the United States. More money is spent on Halloween than on Christmas. You can look that up. Halloween has become I know people uh, for when, when I was in the military when I you know doing different civilian jobs people would, would would have like this whole week of Halloween parties it wouldn't be just one party on the 31st there would they would go to multiple parties okay and when, when I was in, in, in the Navy you know guy guys would would go to these party knowing you know the only reason they went to the party was for sex and they knew that that was going to happen at, at a Halloween party so that is modern Halloween for, for adults uh, for children children parents they dress up uh, their children as demons as witches as ghouls as monsters as werewolves and they dress them up as idols, you know. Football players, rock stars, singers, and all all of every type of person that a child would be dressed up as would either be something overtly satanic or something that, you know, parents would say, oh, I'm just... My, my my daughter up, you know, as her favorite uh, singer. And those costumes are, are sick and disgusting. They're, they're making these little kids wear these skimpy sexual outfits that their, their idol singer wears on stage. I mean, it is just satanic. And, and rock is completely satanic. All the music industry... Anything about uh, secular entertainment is, is you will find its origin, a, a satanic origin to it. And so these children are dressed up as uh, satanic figures. And uh, the parents take them around door to door, which is a reenactment of the Druids' trick or treat. Where the Druids, if they uh, they would knock on people's doors and say, "Hey, you give me this," and if they the people didn't give them that, the Druids would curse them. That's where the saying "trick or treat" came from. And so the kids knock on the door, "Trick or treat," you know, it all goes back to Satanism. So the trick or treat is uh, the, the 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 saying the trick or treat is is a threat of a curse if you don't give out a treat. And instead of taking uh, a turnip, we have the jack o' lantern, and the jack o' lantern uh, for Halloween has replaced the druid's turnip. At Halloween parties. You'll, you'll find apple bob, bobbing, divination, fortune telling, haunted houses, candles, uh, candles lit, and spirits called up. That's absolutely true. I have seen that at Halloween. All at, at Halloween, there will be apple bobbing, divination, fortune telling, haunted houses, candles lit, and spirits called up. 
there will be seances and Ouija boards in the name of fun and entertainment, but it's not innocent fun and entertainment. There will be sacrifices of dogs, cats, rats, chickens, goats, and even humans. It's a fact. You say, well, we, we don't take it seriously. The devil does. When you do this, you are giving tribute to the devil. A Christian, everything we do in thought or deed is supposed to be to the glory of God. We're supposed to think about everything we do. In our actions, in every action that we take, it is either serving God or serving the devil. There isn't any in between. There's good, there's bad, there's light, there's dark. There isn't this gray area. God works in absolutes. If you're celebrating Halloween, and if you're getting your children involved in Halloween, that, that's absolutely, absolutely wicked. Absolutely wicked. Because you're opening up yourself and your children to evil spirits. Because this practice is uh, Satan's birthday, and to participate is participating in the devil's, in Satan's birthday party. So you might say, oh, I, you know, I'm not going to seances, uh, you know, I'm not using the Ouija board, you know, I'm not sacrificing anything. And, and I don't take it seriously. But like I said, the devil does. God particularly cares about this day. Because the true church was bought, was bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. So these satanic sacrifices are a sacrifice tribute to Satan, Jesus, which, which is a mockery of Jesus' death on the cross, Jesus dying for your and my sins, dying for the sins of the world. So take the practice of Halloween seriously. You do a soul search if, if you really after watching this video still are intending to celebrate Halloween you really need to soul search because you're not going to find it in the Bible everything I, I have just presented to you is it, it's all facts well I pray that you you don't celebrate Halloween I pray that you'll share this video I think there's a lot of very good information in this video that 99% of people are ignorant of. It's a small percentage of people that really take the time to study anything. I mean, I was going over to the Catholic Church and uh, a uh, Pew Research did, 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 did the poll and suggested that you know around 9% of Americans are, are Catholic by their standards, but even a greater number said they were Catholic. So basically, the majority of, and even the 9%, most of them weren't practicing, but they claimed that title. So there's a huge amount of ignorance. So I just wanted to, to, to make this video to glorify God and to help people be informed on the practice of Halloween. Thank you for your time and God bless you.